welcome to the Embrace Your Light podcast. We are your hosts, Rebecca Lyons and Daniel Massey. And every week, we are going to take you on a journey filled with spiritual exploration, inspiration, and expansion. Each week, we will guide you down the path of ancient spiritual wisdom and new age enlightenment from some incredible guides so that you can continue your spiritual journey with ease, grace, and a little bit of fun. So today on the podcast, we have my friend Shika. Shika is a conscious mentor, YouTuber, Reiki master, and energy healer. Her intention is to support people all across the universe to heal, do the shadow work, grow and evolve while living life consciously and admiring all parts of their soul and being. She has been published in eight online articles, one magazine, works with reputable brands and owns one of the biggest content creating women's conferences in North America. No big deal. Her accomplishments didn't happen overnight. However, her decision to use her platform to heal others through her own lessons did after a traumatic experience. Sheikah's life changed. She decided to focus on conscious living and healing, which led to healing others. It was a process, a journey, and required a lot of healing on her part. She is now mentoring over 75,000 conscious souls on her social media platform in hopes to help millions of beings around the world. So welcome to the podcast, Shika. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Um, And I think this is a great timing for a lot of people as they're going through transition right now. Oh, totally. Yeah, this is a really, you know, 2021 is an interesting year in itself because with 2020, we sort of knew what we were dealing with once we got into the throes of it. And I think at this point, a lot of people are getting antsy if... That's like the right way to say it. Like they just feel like they're jumping out of their skin, waiting for what comes next. I don't know if you guys feel that. No, for sure. I definitely feel that because um, one thing I've noticed, even just with people I've been conversing with online is, you know, I, I know I have to trust and surrender to the space and like what's going on. And I think at this point, being at home for a year, I think a lot of people are learning that. Um, some people are definitely holding onto their seats with fear of like what to expect and, you know, everything from insecurities of your job situation to relationships. I know a lot of people are in different kind of circumstances right now um, with, with relationships as well. So definitely see that like people just wanting to know what's next. And um, I definitely do see though, a lot of people learning how to practice the feminine energy and divine surrender. Um, and that's been beautiful to watch as well. I um, I feel like I feel so different right now. I feel like I have taken 2021 to rest. Like I have rest rested. Like I have never rested before, but that being said, it's only because I reached exhaustion and I had no choice. So <laughs> I felt like I was more antsy in 2020. Cause I was like, what's coming next? When? And now I feel, um, I don't know. I, I feel more, I feel calmer now, but that's just me. So I don't know. <laughs> I think it's like what Shika was saying, like the people who are really opening up to that divine feminine and embracing the flow and releasing their attachment yes. to the outcome are feeling pretty good right now. Like they're yeah. really feeling expansive. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think like that's kind of where opportunity lies as well as when you surrender, like 
I, I recently started being in YouTube thanks to <laughs> staying at home right now. So I wouldn't have had the confidence if I wasn't able to, like you said, Becky, like focusing on that karmic energy and working on my internal shadow self. Um, and as a Reiki master, it's all about universal light, right? But I kind of changed my practice by also sharing a bit of the darkness and the shadow and like where we can embrace that part of our being. Um, it's not just light and positivity and, you know, going and doing your higher, higher conscious being. It's also doing that inner work, which is so important. So that those who have been doing it, are definitely feeling that right now. And I think others are, like you said, in this karmic work that we're doing. Um, but I always say that there's always lessons and kind of reasons as to why we are where we are. And it's a choice too. Um, but I'm actually grateful that even though it was not easy, it's brought me to understand deeper the lessons I had to learn so I can fit the position of my being, me being a healer fully and accepting that too. So um, yeah, that's a great way of sharing that to the other side of, of the coin, essentially. Yeah. Like, oh, oh sorry, Becky. <laughs> you go I on. was just going to say like everyone who is like a healer or like in the spiritual space, this has been like a life, obviously, I mean, for everyone anyway, but I'm just thinking of maybe like some of my friends and family who aren't so spiritually inclined you know, their lives have changed, but maybe not on the level of what some people have who are healers and working maybe of like meditation or coaches or mentors and that kind of stuff. Cause they're like, Oh my gosh, they're realizing like we were working way too much and like trying to prove something, you know, like trying to prove something, trying to, um, like, maybe seeking externally way more than we should. And now during this time has been the time to be like, oh my gosh, now I see it's got to be me who makes a shift. And then anyone else is like a bonus kind of thing. I love that you said that because um, I, I can speak from experience. So I'm a healer. My partner, on the other hand, is not as open to the mystic place, but as we've been <laughs> together, has definitely seen from a third perspective, like how much he's been taking in his own awakening in a way right now. Um, I do think that if you are in a situation right now where you're the one kind of being woke, quote unquote, or seeing the world and the transition and how you have to shift and do that inner work, and perhaps your mom, your father, your sister, your partner, is not in that you know vibration yet just know that when you start to do that inner work then you'll be able to see it like I love the quote that it never started with you but you need to start with your healing first to know where it heals you know our ancestors and beyond that in the yeah. future generations. So I always tell people it's so important for us to understand our own lifetime of this lifetime and where we're meant to learn those lessons. Um, whether it's, you know, understanding your Chiron, that's a big thing right now as we're recording that um, this episode with the spring equinox, that's huge with people stepping into our soul lessons. Um, but at the same time, you know, don't worry so much on the external validation of other people and focus yeah. more on our own, like you said. Um, it's not easy. Like even me as a healer, I'm doing it for years of that inner work. I still have to remind myself daily in practices, but um, I do find people are kind of honing into that fear a bit right now for external validation because they're impatient with the results of their family and the people around them growing as well. Yes, 
I agree to all of that. <laughs> we're ready to actually step back and go inwards. That's really grounding. And like you said, that practice of going into the shadow and owning all parts of yourself is really grounding. It's like a, a homecoming, essentially. And when we can do that work, and when we come home to who we are, we're so grounded, we're so rooted in this place that it's hard to pull us off that path. It's hard for us to get rattled. Whereas the people who maybe are having a harder time are easily rattled because they're not grounded. They're so able to flow with whatever external force is ready to pull them. Mm -hmm. And I love that too, because um, I don't know about you all as well, but I've noticed that people wanting to connect and have those like, you know, connect with your guides and like, you know, deeper work and the ethers, but you have to remember the lower part of our body, the grounding. Yes. And <laughs> I don't think, I think that's a big thing I teach so often. I'm like, okay, that's great that you want to, you know, do cord cutting and all of these deeper things, but we need to weave in this groundingness, like our first chakra, our root chakra, ground ourselves to the earth, Mama Gaia, like that's so important. I think that's really what's happening with the world like she's mad with how much we haven't been caring for ourselves and slowing down like you mentioned and listening to those things and grounding ourselves and finding that will allow us to be able to create and understand what we're meant to create here um, and then in doing that find more of our deeper essence of who we are so I think it's kind of like we have to flip the way that we work as opposed to working so much outside of ourselves and, you know, connecting to cosmos and whatnot, start working deeper with the earth and then let that ground you a little bit deeper too in your own spiritual shadow work. Yes. That's so funny because, um, a friend and I were talking the other day on the phone and we were like, it's like, we, we, we don't want to be on earth. It's like, we're so sorry. There's a helicopter going by. If you guys can hear it, <laughs> it's like, we don't want to be in our lower chakras. We, and I am been so guilty of this. I was living in my third eye, my, my crown chakra, you know, I was connecting. I was astral traveling. I was connecting with star seeds. I was connecting with my guides. I was doing all these things. I do the, I'm, my readings are Akashic records. It's like so high vibrational, but I was just not in, I was just not grounded. I wasn't grounded at all. And it's like, that's not the fun, cool, glamorous side, you know, of being like grounded. But if you're not grounded, you can't manifest things into this plane because you're just up in your head and in your mind and in your brain. And that's just how we've been conditioned, right? To do everything from our brain. Now we go more into our hearts, but it's like, we need to ground. We need to ground. Yeah. I think we've been fed this narrative that it's cool to do all that stuff, especially in the spiritual community. But honestly, it's way sexier to be embodied. It's way sexier to be here in this place, in yeah. this moment, in your full essence, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think it's like, if, if you embody that, then you can appreciate when you do have those out of body experiences and, you know, astral projection and whatnot. Cause what I also see is if people tap too much into that, they come back into this 3d world and they're like, what do I do with all this information? It's almost like yeah. you put a pause on your deep. Well, they don't work. even want to be here. Right. They're like, Oh, this is boring, man. Like, what is this? <laughs> like yeah. there's yeah. like a disconnect between the two and it's bringing yeah. the two together. Yeah. I, I, I've experienced that myself. And like, we chose to have a life here. Like we're all trying to escape all of the time, you know, through so many different things, whether it's like alcohol, shopping, sex, food, but then we're also escaping through 
um, sometimes through our spiritual practices, you know, like I, I don't get me wrong. I love doing past lives. I love going into past lives and future potentials, but what about now? What about here and now? <laughs> uh, no, I love that. Cause like, I think even with me, sometimes when people bring up past life and my practice, I do Reiki and, but I also use plant medicine a lot. Like I do happy, I do Sananga and various sacred plants while I guide people. Um, and they sometimes partake in it. But one of the biggest things I say before we, we even tap into that space, there is a message here. There's a message why your soul asked you to experience, you know, escapism or, you know, addictions and what that means to you and how that's going to help you evolve through this lifetime. So instead of going again outside and going through that aspect, try to think of, you know, through the root, through the grounding energy where we can learn more about, you know, why am I escaping this or why am I doing this aspect? It has kind of nothing to do at that point of blaming it on your past life. And I get that a lot where people are like, oh, this is a karmic past life. And I say, yeah, it, it is part of your soul, but there's a reason why you need to learn about it now, like what's happening in this yes. dimension. Um, so that's still something that's big. And I love that you said escapism because that's been a very big um, just theme I've been noticing a lot with people. So yeah, <laughs> totally align with that. <laughs> I really just had this happen on my TikTok the other day. I posted something about past lives and I said, for me, there's one reason why I do past lives and it's to find out what is happening to you now because of that past life. And a bunch of the comments were like, well, what if I just want to see how cool I was? What if I just want to know what that is? And that's escapism. We're not going just to visit. We're going to heal. And I think that's hard for people because healing takes work and it takes energy and it just feels hard and it, it is hard, but that's okay. Cause there's so much beauty in that. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's also like, no matter how much, even like for us, we work so hard on, you know, healing ourselves and healing other people, you will still have themes come back. And I get people are like, I thought I healed this already. Well, there's a part of that story that you were ready to heal at that time. And now the universe wants you to heal in this time. So there's, you know, there's reasons, there's parts and perspectives of one aspect of what you need to, to work on sometimes. So try not to be hard on yourself. If there is a case where something, you know, comes back because maybe that is the consciousness you had to be at to forgive the person who maybe abused you or whatever that traumatic essence or an event that happened. Um, so it's really interesting as well. Like I find that neat. Yeah. And recently, um, so I've been going through like my own battles and Mercury retrograde in February was just, oh, it was so brutal for me. But it was like one of the best things that ever happened to me because I've, I mean, I've changed so much in the space of a month. And um, for me now, it's like the continuous resting because I have these like extreme vitamin deficiencies and I'm trying to build them up. So it's like I want to just go back to like doing everything that I was doing because it's like a program. It's like, it's just on repeat. And it's like, I feel like there's the glamorous side. That's the side, you know, I noticed when um, it got to March and I'm in these different groups and it was like, what are your intentions? What are your goals? What are you doing? What are you achieving? And I was just like, ah, I'm achieving like doing nothing right now. And that is what's been like the hardest thing for me is actually not doing anything because then I'm on my phone or 
I'm on Instagram or, you know, I'm just checking things like, oh, when, when is someone going to say something to me? Because it's so difficult to be on your own sometimes. I don't know if you can relate to that. Yeah, no, it's sometimes I think loneliness too, especially playing the part of like being a healer, but also a business owner that that's very difficult to kind of create those, you know, boundaries, energetic boundaries. So yeah, it can definitely be lonely. Um, just being on this path and certain types of modalities, it's meant to be lonely. Like my mentor, she's a shaman um, and she really focuses on helping other people, but she works a lot with dark energy. So for her, it took a very long time until she was able to find the right soulmate that could respect her boundaries of her work, but also that she can have that loving energy on her personal life as well. So yeah, it is quite lonely um, from a personal perspective playing in that space. Yeah. Yeah. And just wanting to talk to people, you know, like when you're used to like helping people all the time and then you have to take a time out, you're like, Ah, I miss helping people. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It's I, I even like sometimes at the grocery store, my partner gets mad at me because I'm the person who's like, oh, you're, you're getting steak. I, I have potatoes. Let's have dinner at your place. Like I'll start talking to them. <laughs> like, oh my God, you're going to be that one of those old women that like always talk to people. I'm like, well, you know, maybe they're having a bad day or maybe they've never talked to someone for a year. So I just made their day by chatting with them. So you never yeah. know. right? But I definitely feel I always want to, I'm intrigued to bring that light to people. People sometimes if I see they need it um, out and about. I found myself over the past maybe like five years becoming that person when I never was before. As a child, I had a lot of um, paranormal experiences that made me afraid. And I found myself shutting off from other people and becoming very introverted because people didn't understand what I was going through. And I didn't feel like they understood me as a person. And now as an adult and being someone who's tapped into my own gifts and what I have to offer and understanding that we're all one and everything is connected. It feels so easy to do that, to just uh, build the, the table out instead of building the fence, you know, to just come from that place. Yeah. It feels good to be of service in that way. And sometimes it can be that small of just like reaching out to someone and saying, Hey, how are you? That can literally change someone's whole day around. It can change everything. Yeah, no, I agree. I've, I've, I'm grateful for human connection. I think that's one of the hardest things during this time while people are at home is connecting that human connection. Um, I'm kind of curious how maybe both of you have been connecting deeper. Or what are some ways that maybe you've been connecting with either whether it's clients or people online um, to still give that personal connection because I think that's something that people are kind of still adjusting to especially if some people are so used to taking clients in person or um, just changing into this online world for me I've always done healings online um, and I've always had you know that essence of like challenging people to connect online whether it's through a screen through my videos but making it feel like they're at home with me um, so I'm curious as to how you guys have been creating that personal connection with your line of work well, I used to do so many things in person. I used to do women's circles at my flat, at my apartment in, in South London. And I loved it so much. And I, on all of my readings, because I started with tarot and doing card readings, always in person, like in these cafes in London, 
at mine or I'd go to theirs like it was always in person and then when this all happened I mean at, at first I think I know I I kind of thought it wasn't going to be that long I thought it's going to be like maybe three months or something and then as time went by I was like oh <laughs> I can't do this in person anymore so yeah everything went online I was doing ceremonies like circles you know like women's circles moon circles sharing circles those kind of things online but it's nice, obviously, that I can have um, people from America and Europe and all over the world joining on the calls and everything. And, but I feel now like I've disconnected slightly from in person because now even I'm a little bit afraid of like, oh my gosh, meeting in, pers- in, p- in person and stuff. I saw this meme and it was said something like when we all see each other in person again, it's going to be like ninth graders. Like we can't look each other in the eye because we're going to be so shy. We're going to be like, hello, like and scared to like come near each other. But yeah, everything of mine, I have a community online as well, actually, which I started in January, 20, December 20. 2019 January 2020 with obviously not knowing what was going to happen so that formed in like divine timing as like a a woman's community um so yeah everything has been groups one-on-ones and just trying my best really (laughs) it's so interesting to see how everybody's pivoted and moved since this all started and my group program to create your light Academy was always something that I hosted online. So that has felt pretty much the same. The interesting thing for me is actually more of the healings that I receive because I would very often go and receive healings from different people in the Philadelphia community and just being in their energy and receiving those healings through physical touch. It feels so different than going through those experiences online, but it's also beautiful because now I can connect with people like the two of you who I've met in the past year. Well, I never would have met otherwise. So there's there's good and there's bad. And it's just one of those things where we're navigating it as it goes. But I am interested to see what happens as the world begins to open back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, A bunch of ninth graders coming out. <laughs> yeah. Not looking at each other in the eye. Like, <laughs> Well, it's so funny you said that because I've been feeling called to practice eye gazing more. Mm. Um, and it's been very powerful. I even do it with my clients online, just like us gazing for five to 10 minutes. And if that's a great tip for you guys at home, but if you are interested in like not having this social anxiety, because I do feel this presence when I walk by people, there's like, there's a human, there's another person, like we're going to touch each other. We can't, we have to be distant. You know what I mean? So there's like that kind of subconscious thing that goes in our mind. But if you can just get comfortable with the eyes, because I do believe that the eyes is the entrance to the soul, right? You can really feel people's presence. It's such a vulnerable space. So just doing that in the comfort of your home can prepare you to go into the world. Um, It's so funny that you said that you started in like December and January, because that was kind of my timeline with YouTube. And funny enough, I remember all of December, end of November, having dreams of the world rebirthing. And I was like, what is this like? dream of world rebirthing rebirthing and 
when this happened and it started to come into Canada and the US, I was like, oh, wow, it's okay. This, this makes sense now. You know, I started to see the, what, what the universe was kind of sharing with me. Um, so I felt even more called to start to give education for people to help with their shadow work and consciousness um, in that space. So divine timing was so amazing for a lot of healers and, and light workers. Um, I've always done online. I think that was one thing I know that my life path is a three. So I'm a creative, I love creating. Um, and for me, I knew that social media was something that would come to me naturally. So I was like, okay, what can I use it to actually help people in a way that works with my own healing and through my own shadow work of like, finally fully embracing the title of being a healer and giving and like being proud of that space um, took some time and some limiting beliefs from just like my family and their perspective of this world too, for me to shed before I can fully go into that. So the timing was just perfect. Um, I'm excited for the world, to be honest. I've had some of my own clients in my group sessions and one-on-one that are wanting to do like a retreat, which is something that I had planned. And then that was confirmation that I want to do that, um, can definitely see like, as soon as the world opens up, creating a small retreat to get people back to comfortable, um, space of connecting with others and not feeling fearful of that, um, while holding a shared space where they can have an in-person healing, which is just as, you know, impactful, but you know, there's just nothing like hugging someone. Um, you know, that's definitely something I miss is being able to hug people. I'm not a handshaker. I like to hug people when I see them. So going and doing the whole elbow thing or just kind of nodding like fist pumping yeah it's just (laughs) so weird and then they reach out for their sanitizer and I'm like oh my gosh this is so not what I'm used to so yeah it's just something that up to now I'm still kind of like I do still miss and want that connection and and I'm excited for that and even just thinking about the babies that were born in the past year that haven't got the love that they need like just talking about it gives me goosebumps or you know older like grandparents they're they're they need that attention right now too so um i'm definitely looking forward to that in in the future yeah Yeah, and eye gazing i've done eye gazing i remember the first time i did eye gazing was in this like church in camden in north london and there was this um there was this event um i can't really remember what it was it was way before i stepped into like my own journey so i was kind of just there with a friend and it was when I was like drinking and like living life, escaping through alcohol, basically. And we went along and it was like a Monday night. And I was like, what are we doing here? This is a church festival. Like, why are we in a church? And she was like, look, just trust me. This is going to be really fun. It's going to be like really nice. We're going to connect with people. So I was like, okay, fine. And then they said about eye gazing. And I was like, what? And I had to eye gaze with a complete stranger for like five minutes. And oh my God, just feeling the muscles in my face when I was like trying to like not smile over the top. Like, cause at first you're kind of like so shy and embarrassed. You're just like laughing and like, and then after a while you might just like cry or you just, your face softens and you just connect with that person. And you can imagine if there was like a, a color, you could just imagine like this color going between the two people's eyes. It's so, oh my gosh, I just recommend it for everyone. That's like the perfect thing to do to get ready. Cause if you can eye gaze, then there's a lot of things that you can do. Cause that is vulnerable. Yeah. So powerful. I remember um, one thing I've actually been suggesting people who are maybe having a hard time at home in their house space 
eye gaze. Like it's a beautiful space to create vulnerability and then have, you know, do that for 10 minutes. And then you can simply just like have sharing space because you're so open at that place and the beautiful, like scientific and like mystic explanation of it. It's almost like your heart and your lower, your sacral are kind of connecting energetically and flowing through each other. Um, and it's very beautiful to see with soulmates or even people who are partners. Um, so yeah, that's a great practice that you can do to just prepare you for the world, but also strengthen at home relationships. Absolutely. And for someone who maybe is listening to this and doesn't have anyone in their immediate surround, I guess with yourself, look in the mirror. That is a very vulnerable practice and arguably just as hard because when you have to stare into your own soul, there's a lot of depth there. There's so much yeah. that can pulled through. Yeah, I agree. And you can even do it like in FaceTime with someone if you want to as well. And it's still just as powerful. Absolutely. There's so many opportunities for us to ground and to open ourselves up and to heal that you might not realize are available to you and are so easy to access. And that's one of them. Mm -hmm. So Chica, it was early last year when you first started that YouTube channel and it's huge now and your TikTok following is huge, and you've been connecting with so many people. I know you said it sort of came to you as just something that you had to do, but and that must have been hard at first to venture into that and think, like, yeah. I don't know what's going to become of this, but I just feel called to do it. So it's interesting because I started a YouTube channel like 13 years from that time, and I was not at a space where I can, like, physically feel confident in front of the camera like you know edit it and be like oh my gosh I don't like the way I look and, da, da, da. and just like all these like very like self-esteem things that were coming out and I, that was this is probably before I even started my spiritual journey um so I ended up like you know basically unlisting the, the channel and then all of a sudden with all of these vivid just messages and downloads I was getting in November and December I was like wow okay I really need to to step into this space like this is more than just about helping people this is about also my own journey and kind of showing people through my own shadow work as a healer how I was able to take the the courage to go in front and see myself online, but also share knowledge and education on shadow work. So I started that in January with like the intention of doing one video and not even planning it, sitting on my yoga mat, thinking of an idea of like, you know, with meditation, if something came up like fear or, you know, detachment, then I would sit down in front of a camera, do a video on like tips on detachment, how it helped me and then post it. Um, so that was like a month. And then I switched over to like four or three days a week, which is what I'm doing now. Cause it was just a lot of like energy to put out and I had to create those boundaries eventually. Um, and probably spring or summer, that's when it started to kind of lift off in that space. And ironically enough, I'm a big believer that the more you work with yourself, you start to see everything around you start to be more abundant and shift. Um, and I, that was the same time I started to do a lot of deep inner work. Um, and yeah, it just kind of went from there, but it's, it's definitely, I wouldn't say difficult because it's kind of a release for me too. Like it's such a beautiful space. It's a sacred space. I consider every single one of my subscribers family, like, it makes me happy to do a FaceTime sometimes when they're doing a reading with me or if they end up being my mentor after watching my videos for four months. Like to me, it's like, wow, I can, I, I get the privilege to now 
get to be connected with you and work you on the next step to your shadow work. Like to me, that's such a thing that I'm grateful for every single day. So yeah, I, I find it more of a shared family space. I remember when I was going through my spiritual awakening, I didn't have that. I was ashamed to talk to my family about those things because um, the traumas that I went through I knew it would probably trigger my mom and my dad as well. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of did it on my own the first few years. And then I started to reach out for other healers and whatnot. So I knew that the darkness that I experienced that time, I wouldn't want anyone to. So that was my intention with the YouTube channel, which was, it's been so beautiful. So cool. And your impact is enormous. You're healing so many people just by showing up every day and being that vulnerable, which is just about the opposite of what we're taught societally to do, like repress, bury, don't show signs of weakness, don't let people know what's going on within you. And you've just kind of knocked that wall down and gone, no, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm going to do the opposite. And it feels right. Yeah, no, it, it does. Like I, there's so many times where I like go on my, like my story and I'll say, you know, don't forget to do a social media detox this weekend. <laughs> like, this is your friendly reminder. Like I, I'm very big and I'm like, and that includes my own videos. Do not watch my videos this weekend. Like I'll be very <laughs> frank with them sometimes, but that's because I care. Like, I know that like sometimes number one, if you're listening to so many people online on the spiritual space, which is just maybe an advice for anyone listening, take what you can and connect with what you can. There are some people that, you know, astrology is their way of helping them with their spiritual space. It could be Akash, it could be past life, it could be, you know, Reiki, whatever is best for you, shadow work. Um, I always say, take what resonates with you and like apply it to your life. Um, because when you're hearing so many cooks in the kitchen, it could just be so overwhelming. And then you're practicing things that aren't actually true and authentic to you. Yeah. Uh, that's huge, right? So I always say that in my practices and my videos. I'm like, this is what works for me. Here are some alternatives. Let me know what resonates. But if it doesn't, that's okay too. Don't think that what you're doing is not right for your own spiritual journey. Um, and yeah, I'm very vulnerable with that. I'm, I'm very strict with like content, like right now I'm moving, which is so exciting. Um, so I'm really making sure that I'm taking time to do the content ahead of time. So it's still present, it's still authentic, but it's also respecting my boundaries. So I can still take my bath on a Sunday and I can pack without being so stressed and all of that stuff. So, or do my yoni steam. Like I have my time for me to cleanse and purify. So then when I am online, it's pure, it's, it's, it's respecting their energy as well, which is big. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny that you say that. Cause I, I put out a post, I think it was yesterday or the day before. And I was just saying how like, there's just so many, well, there's so many people talking and on social media, everyone, everyone who's on there that wants to say something is saying something. And it, you can get to a point where you're just so overwhelmed with the amount of people that are sharing and talking. And a uh, big thing for me was like, when it came to like food, I'd got into a like obsessive controlling way with like healthy food and I was like well hang on a minute medical medium is saying coconut water is okay but then you know the water priestess is saying it's not it's too acidic and I was like ah who do I believe but I couldn't make the decision myself because I was listening to what everyone else was saying and that's a big part of why I took the the break as well because I was like I'm not making my own decisions right now I'm literally going onto Instagram and listening to what 
all of these people have to say who I admire, who I look up to, who are successful, who are saying things that resonate, but it just had got to the point where it was too much information and I just had to cut it. And I was like, right, this is it. I can't look at any more information for a while. I don't know how long. And I need to get back to basics and back to myself. And like, that was so, 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 yeah, good for me. It was really good for me to be able to do that because- yeah, we just I don't we just get lost in things. I think as human beings, we just get lost in things and and it's overstimulating this world that we live in. Like we've got to we've got to have the boundaries, right? And the barriers. <laughs> yeah, and we need to come home to who we are because you know the answers already. You don't need someone else to tell you. And maybe Shika sparks something within you when she speaks and there's a remembrance there and her vulnerability shows you what you're capable of, but you can trust yourself too. And I yeah. hope all of us are that for other people that it could just be a spark of remembrance within you and then yeah. you deeper. And you don't have to work with every healer. You don't have to do every no. healing modality under the sun. Becky and I both love Kundalini yoga. And I have taught Kundalini yoga to other people who it just does not resonate with. Like it does nothing for them where they're like, am I supposed to feel anything? Nothing's happening. <laughs> Absolutely nothing's happening. And other people feel an explosion coming up from the base of that spine with Kundalini energy. We have to remember that everyone has a path and their own gifts and their own way of connecting in. And there's no one way. There's no yeah. one way. There's no one guru. Everyone is their own expert. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And I think it's going back to Becky's point with like taking a break. That's what I did on Instagram. I think it was like two years. I don't even remember the timeline is <laughs> like, to be honest, but it was a good nine months. I didn't post anything on Instagram. And the reason was because I didn't feel like I was going through so many shifts and there was so much kind of being shown to me of where I needed to step in and I had to be ready to do that. And I promised myself I would only go online again when I knew for sure who I was truly being and ready to shed that old part of me. So it was very important to take that step because again, like you said, if there's so many people speaking about like, you know, what you should be eating, what you should, how you should be doing it. Like I know one question I get a lot from people um, is talking about, like plant medicines, there's certain plant medicines that people have questions for. And I really try to educate people on the different types. And some people will come to me and say, this plant medicine, like, you know, blocks this part of your body. And I'm like, well, are you using it for escapism? Like, are you connecting that plant? Then it's rightfully equal to a drug at that point, because you are just being addicted to it because of your anxiety or because of your depression or whatever it is. So um, it's all about getting the right education and also making sure it resonates with you because for someone else, it might be escapism, but for someone else, it might allow them to really open up and expand deeper. So you have to really respect um, that space too and make sure it resonates, which is very important. Yeah. I love that. And I love, like, I went for a walk yesterday and I didn't take my phone and I always would take my phone and I'd be listening to a podcast or an audio book or something music you know I'd be listening to something and I started walking without my phone and I found this beautiful tree and I just walked down to the tree and I talked to the tree and when I was walking back from the tree yesterday I was just thinking to myself how I would see something or do something and then I'd instantly I'd want to share it to my social media and I'd be sharing it and sharing it and it just take it it's like it had diluted it to the point where I wasn't ex I wasn't enjoying it to the 
how much I should have been enjoying it. It was more of like I was showing it for other people. So I love what you say there because I then said to myself, I am only sharing when A, I have something to say and I want to share it and B, when not went not not doing it just for the sake of doing it not feeling like if i don't do it i'm going to fall behind or people are going to forget about me or all of those kind of things it was like cuz that's like scarcity isn't it that's and posting for fear so yeah i i relate to that so much and i just oh i just think yeah sometimes we just are looking down too much aren't we <laughs> our energy is so much louder than our social media like you don't need to show up every second of every day i think i actually found chica during that crazy long period where she wasn't posting anything like chica you hadn't posted anything forever i came across your page i can't tell you how and i just instantly felt connected to you like our energies aligned it was like i don't know what she is going on but i need to talk to her and then we started chatting and I was like, no, no, I need to like really talk to her. I need to bring her in and have people see the magic that she has. And she hadn't posted in months. Your social media is no substitute for your energy. And as you do that healing work, your energy becomes so expansive and so powerful. It's all about that grounding, right? You guys can't see it, but I have goosebumps. <laughs> as you're talking about that, that was really speaking from the heart. I appreciate that. Um, you're not the first person. A lot of people found me at that time. And they're like, I actually had few people. That's what made me go through that shift and actually post finally was I had three people on the same day and expressing very personal experience of their traumas and saying, I don't know why, but my energy told me to talk to you about this. And one of the women actually had twin babies, was in an abusive relationship with her husband. And for some reason, out of all the people, she fa she came on my live that I was talking about like depth and like disconnecting from social media and why I took a social media detox and just connected with me deeper on that space. And that was kind of my transition into coming back to it. But even when I take some time away from my social media, like I did a plant medicine ceremony a, a month ago and I got back and people were saying, Sheikah, I don't know what you did this weekend and you haven't been posting, but I felt connected to you. And I thought about you this, this weekend and this came up and I was like, Oh, that's awesome. I'm really happy. I came to your dream or I told you something in your meditation. So energy is everything. Right. And um, I think there's also like you said, you wanted to post on social media, Becky, like there's this feeling of like, you know, um, you're going to lose out, like kind of what's that thing, FOMO that comes up that's from society, <laughs> you know, like need to post this, need to show people that I connect with this beautiful tree. But sometimes it's just great to connect with yourself. And like, even when I do share experiences online, there are parts of it that I don't share because I want it to be with me and like say that's actual experience of that person or with me and the plant. And I just don't want to share that because it's so intimate and I know that it's for my ears only so that's something too that I really take into consideration not only on detox days for social media but also a day-to-day -day life which is really big yeah and do you recommend people like maybe the people who are listening to this podcast schedule detox days like I'm not going to come up here yeah <laughs> 100%. Um, I try to do a major detox every two months, but every weekend I even tell my clients, like if it's not an emergency, I will, I will gauge it, but I usually turn off most of my social media. I find myself either going outside for a lot of walks on the weekend. Um, I double my meditations. Like I take some time for just like me because I'm spending the week giving energy to others. And even every single day, my, I don't start any healings until 11 a.m. my time. 
Um, but I still wake up early. That gives me my whole morning to meditate, to chant, to do self Reiki, to go for a walk, to take a shower and cleanse my energy. Like that two, three hours, which sounds like a long time is just for me to ground myself because I need to make sure. And even if I were to start like at 9am, sometimes I have clients in different parts of the world. I still wake up early. I still have my two hours because I need to make sure that I'm present for that person. And that's all about energy responsibility. I talk a lot about that on social media. That's super important. Whether you're a healer, a light worker, just a being, you need to be responsible of your energy. Um, you know, if you don't feel like calling your mom today, well then maybe don't call your mom today because that's not respecting her energy and your own. Like it's, we're so connected. And when you start to understand that you're just so mindful of your connections and, and being able to say no without saying the word no too. Um, but yeah, I would highly suggest a social media detox. I do it once um, a week at, on the weekends usually, or sometimes a Monday, depending on how my week flows. And um, I also make sure at nights, there's like an hour where I decompress, I shower, I just like cleanse before I go to bed. Um, and sometimes I'll sit and do a meditation, chanting or reflect or do gratitude. Um, but I, I always make sure that I'm, I'm doing a, my boundaries of social media as well as a social media detox on a weekly basis. Powerful. Mm. Yeah. I think Danielle and I spoke once about uh, now we're in a place as well where it's like everything's so instant. And sometimes you just respond to people instantly. Like if someone sends you a DM, like I've lost the, I don't know what the word is. I've lost the like distinction of when I should reply or when I shouldn't reply. And I kind of, tend to either reply straight away or I'll give it a bit of time. But I don't know. Do you ever feel like that? Like I'll have people message me and sometimes if I've not responded, which I'm getting better at now because I'm like, since taking this break, I'm like, I'll respond to you when when I'm ready to respond to you. Mm -hmm. But before I would be like instant, like, oh, got to respond. Got to do this. Got to do that. Got to do this. That's why we talked about it too. Yeah. you are burning yourself out. You, you can't just do that. You have to be available for you first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you think? No, I agree. I, I'm a hundred percent with you. Cause I, I think um, for me, sometimes I get questions from like videos I post on YouTube right now. I have like a lot of them that are just like requested in my Instagram and I actually decide like, okay, I put myself first, I put my clients first, and then I put my content first. The reason why I put my content is because a lot of the content I post is either helping my clients or it's helping the people who request questions. And most likely if you're thinking of that question, there are another bunch of people thinking about, you know, how to connect with your guides or how to meditate or how to stop your thought process when you're meditating or not to stop it because that's great for observing it as well. Whatever the question may be, um, I like to kind of create that space to help many people. And then I go into my DMs and I try to do like maybe two or three when I feel called to, and I feel like I have the energy to, but to be honest, it's probably right there within like the mid part of my week, like Wednesday, Fridays are usually my days that I do DMs. I respond to YouTube comments because I know that's the days that I have more time to do that. And I finish earlier so I can be more present with it. Um, But it's definitely very difficult to do that. I think a lot of people, especially if you start out as a content creator, which that was a big thing for me was like, oh, I need to respond to every single comment because they're a new subscriber and blah, 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 blah. And it's just a natural thing. But I had to come to the space and be like, well, no, it's 
just like meeting someone in person. I need to respect my energy and their energy too. So I will do it when I can. Um, and I always see that as a mantra. Can I do it right now? Is it respecting my energy? Okay. Yes, it is. I will respond. Um, but if it's not, then I definitely will create those boundaries. And it also comes in where I think this is speaking to the healers and light workers or people who work for themselves and service people for a living. Also be mindful of respecting your energy when sometimes there are people who take advantage of the service you give to, um, and I know that's a hard topic to talk about in the healing community because, you know, we're supposed to give, we're supposed to support. And I agree with that. Like, I try to make my content that like, if you're not doing one-on-one -on -one with me, you can still grow. You can still expand online. Um, but at the same time, I do get some people where they're coming from a dark, dark space and it's not their fault. And they project that out. And, you know, the first thing you do as an empath, as a healer, you're like, I want to help these people. But then you're so drained because you're taxing that energy. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something that's to be mindful of. Totally. That's a lesson I've definitely learned the hard way. And once setting that boundary, everything changes because I can be more available for myself and for everybody else when I start to do that for sure. I, ju I just have to say this makes me laugh because I remember, I think it was January when Danielle and I were talking about this and I was like, do you, do you, you just reply to them straight away, right? And Danielle was like, no. And I was like, oh. And I was like, and I'd reached like, I was reaching a burnout at this point. And she was like, what are you doing? And she was like, take a step <laughs> back. And I was like, oh, I don't have to respond to everyone as soon as they message me. It's like, I put this meme out the other day as well, where it was like, um, it was like one of the Simpsons characters. And it's like, uh, when your family says to you, hey, just don't be so shy. And then the character's like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that? It was, but I was like, I didn't think that that was possible. <laughs> I was like, it's my duty. This is my platform. I must respond. If they have a question, I've got to answer it. But yeah, now I'm much more like, um, I just my time is so holy now. Like I'm just like so precious of it because I know what it feels like to just be burnt out and it's just not nice. Yeah, we have to practice discernment, really understand what we're capable of and what we need to give ourselves for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, Chica, it's been amazing having you on this podcast. You know, I've been dying to have you on here. I'm so grateful to you, my friend. How can everybody find you on social media? Well, thank you for having me. It's been great to have an open space and chat so much about, you know, the healing and the shadow work and, you know, all parts of it, as well as like when to protect our energy. So I want to thank you guys for sharing space with that. Um, if you're interested in learning more about just shadow work and consciousness, you can subscribe to my channel, Shika Chica. Um, I'm also on TikTok, Shika Chica, and on Instagram, Shika Chica as well. Um, so you can find a lot of my helpful content on there. And if you're interested also in mentoring, I just filled my spot for the spring. But if you're still interested, feel free to contact me or even if you have questions or say, hey, I heard the podcast and I just wanted to say I resonate with that. I love chatting with you. I do set space to connect with people. Um, so yeah, it, I would love to chat with you more online and I'm, I'm so grateful to, to share space with you guys right now. Thank you. This has been amazing. So grateful. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Have a good one.